So we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Uh, what, first of all, I want you to know the sermon, this whole, the rest of the service is brought to you by CVS brand cold medicine in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. So we hope those two together will sustain me through this time. In fighting off that cold, how many of you have dealt with this sickness, this head cold and all the stuff that goes along with that? And uh, yeah, I'm just praising the Lord. I have avoided the stomach flu. Hopefully that, that will never, because if that was the case, I definitely would not would not be here today, but so we, we're going we're gonna to talk about spiritual gifts, and through speaking about spiritual gifts, I'm going to share with you some of um, the greatest gifts that I have received through the form of people, um, through the people who have come together to help make this possible, to even be here and call this church. Second half of our mission statement says that we want people to discover the calling that God has for their life. And we believe that everyone has a calling on their life. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, he calls you, and you'll later on we'll discover, that he invites you in to service for him and for the kingdom of God. And he gifts you to do it. He gives you gifts and he empowers you to use them. So it's a very powerful thing. Uh, So I want to have our... The core team, the people that were there in the beginning when we started this thing together, and we're going to have them come up to the front here, and they're going to stand here awkwardly as you stare at them, all right? Some of them are not really excited that I'm having them do this, but I really want you to hear and to see and to know to know them. Now, remember last week, if you were here, uh, Roy True was speaking, and he, he was speaking about discovering God's will for your life, and he talked about Romans 12, 1 and 2, and offering yourself as a living sacrifice. And then he did a little thing about chickens and pigs, you know, like chickens, they, you know, they, they give an offering for, to make breakfast possible, but pigs, I mean, they go all the way, all right? They're fully committed. And so I would not call these people pigs, but I would call them guinea pigs <laughs> because they are the ones who who together with us, with me, uh, we have joined in and we have uh, created this thing called the Calling Community Church. But, and the key is, is they're all in. They've been all in since the beginning. And so I want to uh, introduce to, uh, you to them. And in some scripture that I'll share a little bit later on, we run into this word that says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. He's going to be talking about our physical bodies, but also the body of Christ. And he has placed these people right where they needed to be at just the right time. And so this is my wife, Trish, and maybe a lot of you know who she is. She is, endures much um, as the wife of a pastor, but I blame it on her because she prayed when she was younger. She knew that she'd be married to a pastor someday, and it, it had come true. And so it's all her fault because um, she prayed. And then this is Tony Nealon. And Tony, is, his wife is Beth um, Nealon. And Beth is not feeling well today. And matter of fact, um, before we go any further, I'm just going to pray right now because there's been, some, uh, there's been some sickness going around and just people not feeling well. And especially there seems to be like a, like a really an attack on our wives, you know. Just, and I just want to pray right now for the, for, our, for the women and for our wives. And so God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus and I speak uh, healing. Lord, I love the, the verse in the song that says, earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. And so God, we pray that healing would come, especially to um, the women in our church, the wives in our church, and that you would touch them in a special way, God. 
and I know that when they're not well, the family just doesn't function well. I know, especially as a husband, I need my wife to be healthy, um, and because uh, we're better together than we could be apart. So God, I pray right now that you would speak healing um, in Jesus' name for those that are hurting, even those that are here today, uh, male or female, that are hurting, that have been sick. And God, we speak healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Tony and his wife Beth are, have been involved since the very beginning in helping us out. Tony and Beth did their wedding um, in their home, uh, not too far away from where we live. Um, how many years ago now, Tony? Eight years in April. So, so as a part of their wedding. And then this is um, Zach and Ginger's Zupan. Jack, Zach and Ginger's um, daughter uh, Morgan plays the bass. Morgan is under the weather as well today, so we're praying for her to, to be to be well. And so they are. They offer up their their gifts in incredible ways. Zach is the one who does all of our sound and audio, video stuff. Make sure it all works the way it's supposed to. Um, we would be in trouble without him. He can fix anything, including all my cars for free. So that's awesome. It's another benefit of just knowing someone who's good at that kind of stuff, because that's not me. Um, and then his wife, Ginger, is the administrative uh, brain, my brain, because um, I don't have that gift, and she does. And she's going to share just a little while um, <clears throat> personally. And then this is Tara Bledsoe. Tara, I knew Bled, uh, Tara when she was in middle school. I watched her play sports growing up in North Platte. And then she... Um, came to youth group when she was older than that, ended up seeing her over at Vineyard, and then she followed us here. And this is Janae Ryder, used to be Janae Cooper, and then she married the guy next to her, and I knew both of them when they were younger, Janae, since she was in fifth grade. She was a great asset to our basketball team, and then she became a part of our family after that, and we adopted her in. And uh, someone, I don't remember who it was the other day, was like, I'm just so used to seeing Janae in picture. I thought she was your daughter. I was like, well... She's kind of like our daughter. We treat her that way. And then Dan and her got married in May as a part of their wedding. And they, um, Dan's got a unique ministry that he's been involved in through Financial Peace University. And that's his heart and his passions and his gifts. And he'll share a little bit too. And so um, we'll have them. Here's the microphone. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have just a few of them just share a little bit about the calling that they kind of have on their life and the gifts that they use to serve here. Just so that you can know who they are. And know that this happens because, uh, because of them. So, go ahead. I'm Tara, as he said, and um, you might have seen me out in the coffee bar area. And so that's kind of my thing. I like to just um, to serve. Um, I think my gift is just service. And so I like to be in the background doing my own thing. And um, I also like, um, I think I have the gift of hospitality as well. And I like things to look nice. I already had to rearrange the creamers because Brady mixed them all together and they're weird. And, and so I went behind him and redid that. Um, and so I like to, um, eventually I want to have people over to my home and have small groups and things like that. And um, just be, you know, welcoming and serving just kind of behind the scenes. And I also want to encourage you, if that's you, then um, you can help me out in the coffee bar or... <laughs> You know, just whatever needs to be done. I like to say, just give me a task, and then I'll do it. So that's kind of my gifting. All right. All right. Well, as Brady said, my name is Dan Ryder, and um, I'm in, I guess I'm involved in a few different parts uh, of our church here. When uh, it kind of all started, whenever we first uh, began, and I 
called Brady that next week, you know, when I knew and I'd heard this is what he wanted to do. And, and I just kind of told him, I said, you know, I, we're on board. Um, I'm willing to do, you know, whatever you need, you know, what, what's, what's going on, what do you need? And, and he knew I'd had kind of a, a business and accounting degrees and in the back end. And he said, well, uh, what do you know about, you know, some of the, the legal functions of starting a church? I'm like, well, nothing at all, but we'll find out. <laughs> so uh, I spent a little bit of time, and, you know, we, one of the coolest things about being a part of, of uh, just seeing this thing from the beginning is, is how just amazing it has been that to where the Lord just brought everybody that, I mean, there's a lot of different things that goes into it, and there's a lot of different skills that people need. And, I mean, it's just truly been a humbling experience to just watch this all unfold where, um, I mean, the Lord's really provided everything that we've needed. And um, part of a, another, I guess, my thing with uh, finance, I've, I'm really passionate about helping, helping those with, you know, money management and um, being, you know, having financial peace. And, and I've been through that class before, and I just had a real passion for it. Um, so actually, I just changed jobs, and that's pretty much what um, I do for a living as well. But I started a financial peace university class, and I was, you know, I had some real interest in doing that. And I mean, just that experience has just been so amazing, and um, you know, it's just been really encouraging. And and I just get so filled being able to do that and serve others, and and uh, just share my gifts, and and uh, it's just good. So that's it. Well, I'm Ginger Zupan, as Brady has said. Um, I do a lot of different variety of things around here, um, but I would have to say, looking back now, I could never figure out what my giftings were. You know, growing up, I, would, you know, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I like. But now, looking back, I can see that from an early age, I paid attention to details, and I liked structure. And I remember, like, every fall before school started, I would schedule out my morning to the minute, like I knew what time I had to get out of bed, what time I needed to be out of the shower, you know, at 6.23, I needed to be done doing my hair, you know, I had it to that minute, and I even had different ways I could drive to school, and I knew how long it would take so that I would get there at the same time. It's very weird, I know, but you can ask my parents, because I blessed them in a certain way if they never had to fight to get me out of bed in the morning. If I had to go somewhere, I was up, I was ready to go. Now, Saturday and Sunday, I think they came in to make sure I was still breathing, but <laughs> I was fine after that. Um, so throughout my life, God has already had, the Holy Spirit had already gifted me in many things, but I just hadn't been developed. And so through jobs I've had, um, straight out of college, my first job was an executive assistant at TWA. So boom, I was the youngest girl in the office. I had to step up my game. You know, I had to learn how to lead people that were older than me. I had to make sure it was organized, ready to go. Um, you know, through, I was on staff at a church for a while. I directed youth in um, children's ministries for 10 years. And so through all that, I realized a lot of my giftings were organizing, uh, leading people. I love to build teams and equip and encourage others to be able to do their job well. I like to send them out and watch them go and be there for them when they need something. And so that's just kind of the things that I have. Now, I know that a lot of us don't get to do what we love and what we enjoy every day for a job to get paid for. No offense to Dan, but I'm an accountant and 
really, it's not exciting to sit in my office and look at numbers all day. <laughs> so that's why the church has blessed me, is when we came together and started birthing this church, I got to do so many things that um, God has put into me, um, creatively, creatively um, organizing people, building these teams, making sure that everybody had what they need, and um, just structure and uh, scheduling and stuff like that, and have all come together to make this church happen. And so that is what has fulfilled me. And so I understand that we might not all get to do that every day as our paying job, but by me being able to do that here every week is so fulfilling and so rewarding. It's not always easy. It's extremely emotional, as everybody up here on the stage or up here by the stage can tell you. It's hard. But at the end of the day, you know you're blessing others. You're being blessed in the meantime. And so I would encourage you, if you don't know what your giftings are, just think about what it is in your life God's training you to do, because he is training you through whatever you do in your everyday life, whether it's taking care of kids or running your household or what you do at your job, even just a small aspect of what you do in your job, there's something there he's building in you that you could utilize and just be blessed by it and bless so many others by it. So, Thank you, guys. There is no way that you can, um, you just can't start a church by yourself. I mean, I guess you could. It could just be you and a few other people in your home. Get your coffee, yeah. Dan's a, a, a coffee and aficionado. He likes coffee too. So, so you, need, you need everybody. You need everybody to have different gifts. If everybody was just like me, we wouldn't be standing here. <laughs> we wouldn't be here right now. We, um, this wouldn't work. We need everybody to come together. One of the things that uh, Ginger does is that she puts together the bulletin each week, making sure that we have information in there to kind of keep, um, keep you up to date on things that are going on, things that you need to know about. And so hopefully you got one of those when you're walking in because it just gives you a snapshot of what's happening in the life of our church. So it's things that you can participate in if you want to, and sometimes we'll highlight those things for you during the beginning of the, of the church service with announcements and things like that. So you, you look in there, you can see that next Sunday we're going to have some books available that, uh, that if you pick up the book on Sunday, on February 18th, the next, the next Wednesday, is when a 40-day prayer, um, prayer and fasting time will begin leading up to Easter Sunday. And so we want to encourage everyone together as a community of, of believers to participate and pray together. It'll, it'll lead you through prayers for our community, for our nation, for the world, and for different parts of the world. And so we want to encourage you to participate in that. Because one of the things that we can all do is pray. We don't have to have a spiritual gift of prayer. If you have Christ living in you, then you can pray. There's an opportunity to get involved in the community, serving with Hillcrest. There, it says that our, we have a mailing address. We have a post office box for our church. We got a new church office that was donated to us, and we will, um, once we get moved in completely, we'll let you know where that's at, and you can, if you ever need to meet and hang out or come by, then you can let me know, and I can meet you there. It's here in Platte, right here in Platte City, right up by the uh, Apple Market grocery store, not too far from the little strip center there. There's a men's Bible study on Tuesday morning. Now, if Tuesday morning's too early for you, but you would rather get together on a Sunday afternoon and shoot at stuff, like with a gun, then if that sounds appealing to you at all, which does for a lot of guys. I was just got a message this morning saying that they're going to do a, 
uh, a shooting, like shooting clay, tar- clay pigeons, I guess, right, at Platte Falls Shooting Range next Sunday at 2 o'clock, guys. If you don't have a gun, just come out. Um, Steve Nichols, you might want to be there just to make sure we're all safe, make sure we're all doing what we're supposed to do. I'm not leading it, by the way, Steve, because I know nothing about that stuff. But I will be, I'll, I'll, I probably will come just because I think it'll be fun. And then uh, real quick, if you have a student that is grades one through five, next Sunday morning we'll have a special thing just for them. They'll take um, Mrs. Fountain that's here. She's an incredible teacher at Northern Christian School. She'll take the students out and they'll do some fun stuff. So anyway, so that's what the bulletin is for. Ginger, um, she makes sure that all that stuff is in there so that you know what's going on. If you had, get one of these cards, and if you've never filled out one of these cards, given us your information, we'd ask that you do that and put it in the offering basket at the end, which is off, also there's an offering envelope for you to do that too. And then prayer, uh, prayer requests, if you have a prayer request, please put that in there and drop it in the basket as well. So I want to talk about, talk about spiritual gifts, and, and like I said, the gifts that come into people and then through people for the church. And all of these people that were here today, they all have spiritual gifts. My wife has a very discerning gift. She's, a, she's an intercessor. She's a prayer. She will get, um, she'll get answers before I even know what to ask them because she just prays, and that's what she's gifted to do. And she also, um, she has a gift of service. She loves to, to organize and to bless and minister and do those kind of things. And that's good that she's my wife, because together we're better together than we could, that I could be on my own, because I need that in, um, in my life for sure. We've been talking a little bit about stories, and in everybody's story, not everybody got a chance to share their full story today, but in everybody's story, we have common experiences, right? We all have different talents and skills, and then if we put our faith in Jesus The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, and when he comes to live in us, he brings with him spiritual gifts. And not everybody has the same gift. And you might have one real prominent gift that comes out in very noticeable ways. Like uh, Brady Rogers, if you know Brady Rogers, Brady Rogers has the gift of evangelism, and he has been called as an evangelist, invited in to go and to preach the good news to anybody who will listen. Matter of fact, that's where Brady is today. He's at a church down in the inner city preaching the gospel. In this church that he's at, 12 different nations are represented in this one church. Now, Brady speaks Spanish and English, and so he's able to, to he doesn't need an interpreter, but he'll, he's there preaching today. And we're looking at maybe starting a strategic partnership with that church in the inner city where we, from Platte City, could go on a mission trip and not even leave Kansas City. We could go right into the inner city and to bless those that have a need. And so some of you have certain gifts and abilities and skills and talents and desires to make that a reality. And so it's neat that Brady's there today um, working with this church. And he's been working with this church on a pretty regular basis. I love the fact that when Christ comes to live in us, he comes and he doesn't come empty-handed. Like Jesus shows up at your door and he has a gift for you. Isn't Isn't it neat when someone comes to your home and brings you a gift? And I want you to think about a gift like this. Got it for them. Jesus brings you a specific gift just for you with your name on it and it's just what you need. There might even be a a time where you might think, well, that's not really what I wanted, but Jesus is like, no, but this is what you need. And I'm going to use this gift. If you'll allow me to, I'll empower you to use this gift to bless other people. 
I'll use this gift in you so other people will see me in you. Not so that other people just see how great you are, but I want them to see how great I am. That's what God would say. And he brings these gifts to us. There's some, obviously there's scripture about spiritual gifts. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. In your, in your bulletin on back where the, uh, the note section are, there is a couple other scriptures that you can look at. And it's not exhaustive. And there's so much that we could, we could talk to. We could spend Sunday after Sunday after Sunday talking about just each gift. Because there's so much to say. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we'll spend our time today. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it says, now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, now he's speaking to these people who have come to faith in Jesus, when you didn't have faith, when you were an unbeliever or a pagan, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say Jesus is cursed or Jesus be cursed, And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So it is the Holy Spirit that when he comes to live in us because of our faith, allows us to even be able to say that Jesus is Lord. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with different gifts. And here's what it says. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but it's the same Lord And he's speaking of Jesus. And there are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. So right there, if you notice, the Trinity is mentioned. The same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God. And and so the Trinity is, is about unity. About being together and working together to make all these things happen. And so in these spiritual gifts that Jesus brings, there is unity. In the source where the gifts come from, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then there's unity and purpose. They all have the same purpose to accomplish this task that God wants us to accomplish here on earth. And so it says that uh, um, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So the gifts come out in each individual person for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. Maybe to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. Maybe to another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, (coughs) the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work of one and the same Spirit and gives them to each one just as he determines. So the the thing is, is that God gives all these different gifts, but it's for the same purpose. And so it's not like a bunch of different gifts and people are just running all over, kind of doing their own thing. God brings them all together for the same reason. That is to, and we find out, is to build the church, to to encourage and to empower and to to lift people up and to bring people to the knowledge of who Jesus is. Matter of fact, I would say that the greatest gift that you can receive is the gift of salvation. And that comes through 
faith in Jesus. That is the greatest gift we can receive. And you, think, you might think, well, I don't really feel very gifted, but if you have faith in Jesus and you know him and you have eternal life, that is the greatest gift of all. And, and to me, to say, God, that is enough that I would have that. But see, but it gets better than that. He gives you life here on earth, and he gives you life eternally, but then he gives you a purpose to live for here on earth. So when you think about spiritual gifts, I want you to think about this word. The Greek word for gifts is the word charisma. If you've heard that word before, you think of someone, man, man, he has such great charisma. He's very charismatic. But in this sense, it's a divine grace freely given to all who believe. So we all have charisma. So you think, man, I didn't think I had charisma, but, but now I do, because I have this grace that's freely given to me um, by the Holy Spirit. And so if the first and greatest gift is salvation, because it's the Holy Spirit that draws us to God, the second are the gifts given to us to serve the Lord. And he mentioned some of them. This is not an exhaustive list, but he mentioned some of the gifts right there in the passage I just read. So then he starts talking about the body. Look at verse 12. The body is a unit. Though it's made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we're all given this, the one spirit to drink. We all drink from the same cup. Now the body is made up of one part, not of, it says not made up of one part, but of many parts. And that's true, right? You know, you think about the human body, and he's going to explain it, and he gives us kind of an illustration if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. I mean, the foot's, the foot's important too, even though it's just because it's not a hand, right? We need all of those things. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason to cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? If the whole body functioned just like Brady functioned, we would all have a good time, but we wouldn't really get anywhere. We would just have a good time doing it, you know? We'd just be wandering around. So we need direction, and we need focus, and we need different gifts. But, and here's that verse that I talked about earlier, in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So I think about, someone said, must be something in the water. There's a lot of babies rolling into this place and a lot of pregnant people <laughs> rolling into this place. And so um, you think about right now, and some of you saw the, the we did a, I did a kind of an outreach for prayer for a young couple that, uh, that are having a baby, and that little guy needs to cook a little bit longer, and so we were just praying that that would happen. Well, God is knitting those parts together and putting those parts together inside of him just the way he wants it to be, Right? And isn't it amazing? I mean, the human body alone is just amazing. It's amazing that there's another woman in our church that just gave up a part of her body because it wasn't functioning very well. And, then, and there's a young girl here that gave up her gallbladder too not too long ago. And actually, it was her mom, the girl she sent it, that gave So it's, what is it with you people in gallbladders? I don't know. But, but isn't it, you can even do away with a part, and you can still live. That's it's crazy how that happens. So God puts them together just the way that he wanted them to be. And so here's the thing I want you to understand. God put all of these people that were standing here and the ones that couldn't be here right here for the particular for a reason, just the way he wanted them. Because he knew what the church needed to function properly. And listen, I could not 
have arranged it on my own. Matter of fact, I did not ask anybody to come and be a part of the core team. God called them, not on the phone, but he called them through prayer and through circumstances and experiences of their life. And he said, this is what I want you to do at this particular time. And so they came. And it's not just these people here. It's those people who serve up on the stage and the ones that are in the childcare area right now, loving on your children and taking care of them and giving them a place to be. And every single one of us have something to give back to the church. And the, the great thing is, is we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to actually use those gifts. And so it goes on to say, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Makes sense, doesn't it? The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. We cannot say, we cannot say to people in the body, in the, in the church, hey, I don't need you. Because that's not true. We need each other. And you think, well, Brady, you don't really need me because I'm not really able to offer anything. I'm not a guitar player. Or I can't sing or whatever. All right, that's not your particular gift. That's fine. But what is it that you are good at, and how can you use that to serve the church? Do you believe that you have something the church needs? I'm asking you this question. I want you to think about this. Do you have something the church needs? And I'm not talking about your money. I'm talking about your heart and your gifts and your abilities and your passion and your desire and your calling maybe God has on your life. Maybe there's something that we're not doing as a church right now and you think, man, if we could just reach out in this particular area. And God has laid that on your heart. And I always say, if he's put it on your heart, then it's time to start. You know, don't wait. Well, I'll just let the core team do it. Or we'll just let Brady do it. No, he's put it on your heart for you to do it. And so who knows what that is? And I believe that everyone seeking the Lord and asking God what it is that you want me to do can discover a calling that he has on their life. When I was early 20s, I really started getting back going to church, I... I had no idea what I was supposed to do with my life. But I started going back to church. And when I got in church, I wasn't just a consumer in church. I participated. I came and I received and I gave. And I was kind of like, okay, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, how can I serve? Like, okay, they're doing this, I'll serve over here. And I served in all different areas of the church. Now, I didn't necessarily enjoy all of them. But I did it with a grateful heart, and I did it just to say, okay, God, is this something I'm good at? But then I realized that I was pretty good about relating to young people. And so I saw God working in the middle of young people, and that's, that's where I plugged in. And, and then it led me to a career in youth ministry. And so I encourage you to think about it that way, too. Where, look around and say, where can I serve? How can I use my gifts? How can I plug in? How can I be a part of the body? Even though you might feel like, well, I'm just a foot. Well, the rest of the body still needs you. Or maybe I'm just this, and maybe I don't feel like I'm that important. But you have a call on your life. I want you to think about this word call for a minute. The Greek word for the word call is klesis, which means, in, in, 
it means several different things, but it means this. It means a station in life. Okay? It means a particular place where you're stationed in life, and it is an invitation from God to come and serve there in that place. I mean, that's a cool thought, isn't it? That God has a station for you, a place for you to, to stand guard and for you to take part in that particular area. So there's a station for you to come and, and participate in, and it's an invitation from God. It's more than just your pastor exhorting you and encouraging you to do it. God is saying, I'm inviting you to come. Like Brady, I'm inviting you into a life that you have no idea the adventures you're going to have. I had no idea that when I said, yeah, I'll quit my job at American Airlines to go to work at a, the First Baptist Church in Platte City. I had no idea that I would travel the world more at the church than I would ever at the airline. Doesn't even make sense, does it? But God was inviting me into something greater than what the world could offer. And I hope that challenges you and encourages you and kind of like gets you on the edge of your seat. It's like, what, what are you calling me to do? And I, and I pray that you press in and, and ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What am I, okay, first think about this. What are you good at? What are your skills? Dan's good with numbers. And God uses those to bless the church and to give him an income and provide him work. What are you good at? And how can you offer that to God and say, God, take what I'm good at and put it to use in the kingdom. So he calls us as an invitation. The first and greatest invitation goes back to the first and greatest gift. That is the gift to salvation. Or that is the invitation to salvation. The first and greatest call on your life is to know Jesus. It is. It starts there. And then from that, it's like, all right, now that I know you, Lord, now how do you want me to serve you? Teachers. How many, how many teachers are in the room? Man, what a calling God has on your life. The, the impact, influence that you have on your students is unbelievable. You get to pray over them. Sometimes it's praying about them <laughs> as well as for them every day. You know, and you get that influence with them. And so that is one area where you can serve the Lord, definitely. And there's more opportunities depending on where it is that you serve or work or whatever. And then I'm going to finish up with this as we, we finish up our time together. Paul, in Ephesians 4, urges the church to take these gifts and these callings and to live a life that's worthy of your calling. So he gives us some kind of some marching orders as we walk out of church. He said, I want you to live a life of equal weight. Think about this. Your church life and your personal life should balance out, meaning they should be equal, the same. We shouldn't live one way while we're here and live differently while we're out there because it, it's what an unbelieving world would find so unbelievable that we would say one thing and do another. So Paul says, make sure that your life is balanced, that you are who you say you are no matter where you are, right? That, that Brady just doesn't preach this message or think about the gospel or whatever just when he's at church. Now obviously it's easier to do it while you're here, but our life should be of equal weight, of balance, it says. He tells them to be completely humble, and gentle and patient. 
and to bear with one another in love. Let me just be honest with you. We, we've had some struggles. Starting a church is not easy. And there hasn't, it hasn't always been roses and skipping and soft music playing and we're all dancing together in harmony. There have been some hard times where we had to bear with one another in love. And let me just give you a preview of next week's sermon when it comes to relationship and marriage. We have to bear with one another in love. Because it comes down to this. With all these gifts and all this calling, if you don't have love, because that's where 1 Corinthians 12 leads right into 1 Corinthians 13. And when we talk about love, and Paul says the most excellent way is to love one another, even when it's hard. Maybe especially when it's hard. Because doesn't God love us that way? And he says we should bear with one another in love. We should Make every effort to maintain unity and the bond of peace. And that is a struggle sometimes in church. And we must make every effort, though. We must be fully committed to loving one another like that. And even when it's hard, having to have hard conversations with each other. Sometimes people will leave church, and I'm, I'm just so passionate about this. People will leave church because they get offended. Oh, somebody hurt my feelings. Somebody said something that made me feel bad. And the first place they leave is the first place they should stay in. Is in church, where there is the greatest way, and that is love for each other. Isn't it true? It's just so true. And we've had that happen. Even on our core team, you might have noticed where, well, so-and-so was here, but where are they? And somebody got offended and they got their feelings hurt. And even when we try to like, hey, I love you and we really, we need you and we really want you, people still make choices, right? You have the freedom. All of us have the freedom to choose. And I'll tell you what, as a pastor who loves people, that's the hardest thing is to see someone walk away. But I have to hand them over to the Lord. Say, God, they're yours Maybe they can take their gifts and go somewhere else and serve more effectively. Maybe this wasn't the, a good fit for them. I don't know. I don't wash my hands to them, but I lift my hands to him. and say, God, they're yours. Bless them, help them. You know, and I still have to love them when I see them. And when I pray the Lord's Prayer, it might be that the ones I'm praying, that God, pray for, help me forgive those who've sinned against me. It might be them, but I still pray it and I still ask God to help me. And so listen, I'm going to give you the freedom as your pastor. If I ever hurt your feelings, I promise it'll be unintentional. I won't do it on purpose. But if I ever hurt your feelings or you feel offended, do me a favor, come to me. Don't talk about me behind, your, by, behind my back. Don't go on social media. Come to me, the person who offended you, and say, Brady, that hurt when you said that. And you know what? You know what it'll give me the opportunity to do? It'll give me the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I forget, please forgive me. I'll listen to what you have to say. Because that's our commitment on our core team. Because we have to have hard conversations. But, but when I come to you, I need to hear you say the same thing. I need to hear you say, Brady, I, love, I know you love me. Okay, listen to this. If I have to come to you about something, I need to hear you say, Brady, I know you love me, and I will listen to you. Does that make sense? And I'll do the same thing for you. If you come to me, I'll say, hey, I know you love me, but I'll listen to you. 
Okay? And we might have to hash it out a little bit, but we will bear with one another in love because that is what the Scripture teaches. And we need each other. We need to be accountable to one another, and we need to challenge each other that way. Okay? Does that make sense? I want to pray this. I want to pray some Scripture over you as our time ends. As you think about these gifts that you, um, that you possess, and you might think, well, how do, I, how do I figure out what my spiritual gift is? Ginger, help me remember this. We're going to put, we'll put a link on um, our webpage and Facebook, and we'll put it in the bulletin for next week, a link where you can go and you can take an online spiritual gift assessment, and it can help you kind of just maybe figure out. And once, once you find the results, you'll be like, yes, I knew, I knew I was, I would, I would be good at something like that. I already kind of knew anyway, but now it's just kind of a confirmation. Okay, it's not like some 100% scientific evidence that that's what you're supposed to do, but it'll give you a place to start. Okay, you might, figure, you might figure out that you have a gift of evangelism and you didn't even know it, and you need to start using those gifts. Matter of fact, when you're given a gift, unwrap it and use it and be blessed by it, all right? I want to encourage you to do that. So this is, this is the final words I want to, want to speak over you this morning as we finish up our time. This comes out of 1 Peter chapter 4, okay? So let's close our eyes and let's just pray. Father, in your word, it says that the end of all things is near. And therefore, it says, Lord, that we need to be clear-minded and self-controlled so that we can pray. Lord, I pray for everyone here today that's listening to this, those that are listening on the podcast, that they would be clear-minded self-controlled so that they can pray. I pray that above all, they will love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. I pray for husbands and wives in this room that they could love each other deeply. I pray for friend, friendships, that we could love each other deeply. Lord, I pray for just the the body of Christ, one body of many parts that we could learn to love each other deeply. And we thank you that it's your love that covers our sin. Father, I pray that we would learn to offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. I love this, Father, that we would just be so open to, to receive people into our homes and into our lives, no matter what our house looks like, it just doesn't matter that we just open the door and we receive one another's love and kindness and compassion. And then, Lord, each one of us would use whatever gift that we have received to serve others. Not to serve ourselves, not to make ourselves look good, but to make you look good. God, that you would help us faithfully administer your grace in its various forms. God, that is the reason you give us these gifts in the first place, so that we can administer we can cover people with your grace. And we do it in many different ways. Thank you for the ones who stood up here today and they use their different gifts in various forms to administer God's grace here at this church. And God, I pray that if anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. And if anyone serves, that they should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ because to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
So your gifts are to serve him and to serve others so that he might receive the glory. Does that make sense? Isn't that awesome that that's the reason why he gives us these gifts? So I encourage you to do that. Figure out what is it you're gifted to do. How do you want to serve? And begin asking the Lord, how can, what does that look like? It doesn't have to just be in church. It can be wherever it is that you are throughout the week. God can use those gifts to bless others. So I encourage you to go out and do that. Sounds good? Amen. Bless you guys. Thanks for being here. What a beautiful weekend we've had. Go out and enjoy the rest of it. If you need, listen, if you need prayer this morning, want someone to pray for you about if you're not feeling good or stuff going on in your life, hey, you know what? Come forward and, uh, and somebody will come up and we'll pray with you. I know that's a scary invitation, but maybe God's inviting you to do that today. All right?